I'm going to begin. I, re- I really wanted to discuss the sugya specifically of French fries because somebody asked me about this Matzah Shabbos, and I think there's a very common misconception that even if one is not milchigs on Matzah Shabbos, one has the capability to eat the French fries that come from the from the pizza shop because the French fries are parav. And even if they're bait, you know, in the deep fryer, I think the common misconception, at least it looks like from from looking around the shul on Matzah Shabbos, I think most people assume that even if they're not milchigs, they could eat the French fries that are coming from the pizza shop, and vice versa would be the same as well. People, many people assume that eating something like french fries from a fleshig place will not make you fleshig, and we'll have to discuss exactly what does make you fleshig, what does make you, what doesn't make you fleshig. For example, you have yapchik potato kugel, right? I don't mean potato kugel with yapchik inside of me, from the store yapchik, yapchik potato kugel, which is clearly made in fleshig equipment, that I think most would assume does not make you fleshig, but for some reason the french fries do make you fleshig. We'll have to discuss that. I, I don't think we're gonna get to it, I shouldn't say I don't think, very highly unlikely we're gonna get to it tonight. Maybe we'll do one more week, ne- one more share on this next week, because there is another whole topic, which means what happens if I cut an onion with a fleshig knife? Does that, does that onion make me fleshig, or can I just not eat it with milchigs, not eat it with fleshig? We'll have to discuss it. It's, it's a very gishmaka sigya, very relevant sigya, making things in a milchig oven, in a pyrof oven, making pyrof items in, in a milchig oven. Mishnah will discuss that, but I think maybe as a, as a hakdama to all of that, we really need to discuss the separation that needs to take place between basar and chalav and how much time needs to take place. And Mishnah might mention that as well, we'll discuss when it comes to kids, which is also a relative, re- relevant question when it comes to Avasabanim, how old, at, at what age do you tell your kid, you know, we finished the suit at three o'clock and you were eating meat at three o'clock. Now it's six o'clock, six o'clock is not long enough for you to be able to eat pizza, which, what age does that go? Is that only bar mitzvah? Before bar mitzvah, we are exactly this age of that hopefully we'll get to this week. We'll begin really by discussing the general sugya of, of gap in between meat and cheese. We won't discuss the other way. We won't discuss this week in between once you ate cheese and hard cheese. It's a whole separate sugya. We're just going to discuss the separation that takes place between meat and cheese. Where all the menhagim come from, one hour, three hours, five hours, four hours, five and a half, Five and a little bit, five forty-five. We'll discuss all the shitas and exactly where there's room, more room to be makele, less room to be makele, and exactly what the relevant shalos are. So really, the sugi begins in the gemara and chulan daf cafe. That's where the gemara discusses the separation between eating after a person ate, after ate cheese, what they have to do, and then the gemara when it discusses the difference after one ate meat, the gemara doesn't really give us a clear clear geder bechlam, and that's what makes the sugi very very complicated. When it comes to fish and 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 meat, the gemara makes it very clear. All you need to do is need to wash your mouth out. You need to eat something, wash your hands, eat, so, eat wash your mouth out by eating something. Until Siyadayim, the Gemara makes it very, very simple. And that itself is a shayla. If I don't touch the cheese, but that, that itself is a shayla. That itself is a shayla. But exactly how to do that is a shayla. What food you need to eat. But at least what's necessary is very, very clear. When it comes to meat and eating cheese after meat, the Gemara is very, very ambiguous. The Gemara doesn't really give any clear, clear example. The only thing the Gemara tells us is a story about Rav Chizda. The Gemara says, Rav Chizda achal basar, asar lechal gvina. If you eat basar, you're not allowed to eat gvina. Gvina, but if you eat cheese, mutal lechal basar. Okay, now, how long? The whole day? Two days, three days? Doesn't say. Amar ma'ukva, then the Gemara says, ma'ukva says, anala hamnilsa, chalabar chamra. But I, and in this matter, the matter of eating uh, cheese after meat, I'm like vinegar, the son of wine. Why? My father, my father, who's the wine in the example, a person, he would wait a full 24-hour period from eating meat until eating cheese. The Iluana and I, Marukva is saying, I'm not so chashem. I'm only like chal, I'm only like vinegar. And I, I don't eat it in the same suda 
But at the next suda that I eat, I will eat cheese. It's the only, that's the only thing the Gemara says. That's it. At Khan the Gemara. The Gemara just says that Marukva said that he wasn't as good as his father. His father waited 24 hours. He waited in be- the amount of time between suda la suda without giving a clear number of exactly how many hours it is, how, how long does the suda need to take. The Gemara doesn't give any clear example. Maisa, that's the way the Rama Paskins as well, that we have to wait this amount of time. The shear between suda la suda. We'll see exactly what that means. The Rambam, the Machabra, the old Paskin, the shear of suda la suda. And this halacha applies whether you're talking about meat, whether you're talking about something which is chicken. Both the Allah applies both by meat and by chicken. You have to wait the amount of time. Bain suda la suda. Now, before we get into exactly the time of how long you have to wait, let's first figure out why you have to wait. Why is there a difference between eating cheese that when I eat cheese, I don't have to wait, but when I eat meat, then I, I do have to wait and I have to wait a certain amount of time. What's the difference between the two? What's the difference between cheese and meat? So the Gemara, the, the Rishadim have two main explanations what the difference is. Rashi says that the issue is that when you eat meat, meat is, meat is fatty, meat is moishech tam, and it causes that there is some tam of basar that retains, remains in your mouth for up to six hours. Or at least that's what we'll see for up to a certain amount of time. Let's say six, let's say six hours. That's the amount we go with. Up to six hours, the, the taste of meat remains in your mouth. And therefore, it's a problem. Now, what's the problem if the taste of meat remains in my mouth? So, fine. It's very good. So, my mouth has a meaty taste in it. So, pashtas is, is there won't be basavachala, which means even at the rabbanam lachar, that's not basavachala. If I put cheese in my mouth and my, meat, and my mouth has a meaty taste in it, that's not called basavachala. So, some explain that what Rashi means to say is that it's going to get you confused with basavachala, and therefore, we made another, Chazal made another way to be, ma, to be marachic a person from eating basavachala together. If you have a meaty taste in your mouth and then you eat cheese, you're going to, get, you're going to be led to think that you're allowed to eat meat and cheese together. And therefore, Chazal said, as long as the meaty taste is still in your mouth, and that's been sudul suda. You're not allowed to eat any cheese. That's what Rashi learns. Taisus, uh, uh, the Rambam learns a different reason. The Rambam learns that it's not about the meat taste. Rather, it's about basar benishinayim. That when you're eating it, what's going to happen is some of the meat's going to get stuck between your teeth. And even if you go ahead and clean out your mouth well, and even bismanenim when we have floss and you have toothpaste and toothbrushes and you clean and get your mouth well, nevertheless, the Rambam says you have to be nervous that a little bit of meat is going to get stuck between your teeth. And therefore, when you're going to put cheese in. Now we're talking about a real basar v'cholah, Shiloh. According to Rashi, there's no, bu- there's no basar in your mouth. The basar is just, there's a tam of it, and that's not a real tam that would create a basar v'cholah. Oh, and the, Ram- yeah, the Rambam says that that meat that's stuck between the teeth retains a tam of basar for six hours. It retains, I'm sorry, a status of basar. It retains a status of basar for six hours. That's what the Rambam says. So any meat that's stuck between the teeth is still meat. So if I put cheese in, now in my mouth itself, I'm now creating a mixture of basar v'cholah, and therefore that's what the Rambam says to us. Now what's enough community between the Rambam and Rashi? Huh? Let's say not floss. Let's assume that the Rambam is mocked, but even if you floss, you have to be, you have to be nervous. If you eat something else that takes away taste. Okay. But it, seem, it seems like, and I, th- I think the reality is like this, is that the taste of meat sits with a person for a while. It sits with a person. Even if you eat other things, you can, you can end up, it comes up inside of you. A person can burp or something, and you feel the taste of meat inside of you much longer than, than cheese. That's why hard cheese is a little bit different. Hard cheese could also get stuck between your teeth, and there's also, it's much shechtan. It's much, it's much. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. So, so right. So one, one, one afkumina would be. Let's say, let's say I drink something without chewing something. The other afkumina is if I chew something without without swallowing it. So according to the Rambam, if I'm chewing it without swallowing it, that's going to be a problem because I chewed something. So I still have to be nervous about basa benishnayim. I didn't swallow it, so it's not going to be a problem. Mashachtam. According to Rashi, the only problem of swallow, the only problem of mashachtam is only if I swallow something. So if I swallow chicken soup, like that was example, without chewing something, according to Rashi, it would be an issue. According to the Rambam, it wouldn't be an issue. That's one afkamina between the Rambam and Rashi. Another afkamina between the Rambam, Rambam and Rashi is, let's say I find meat inside of my teeth after six hours. 
So according to Rashi, that's a problem because you have meat inside of your teeth. Rashi is not nervous about meat inside of the teeth, but if you do find a piece of meat seven, eight hours after you eat, you find a piece of meat, according to Rashi, that still retains the status of meat and you have to get rid of it. According to the Rambam, once that meat has sat in your mouth for six hours, it loses its status of meat and you don't have to be worried about a bachal. You just take it out. You don't have to be worried about a bachal. It doesn't have a status of meat bachal. The six hours is not that we assume that it's going to be out of your teeth. No, no. That even if it's there, the Rambam says, it loses its status of meat. That, that, that's the lush in the Ramam. The Ramam says once it's there, once it's there, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not considered to be meat anymore. So even if it's there after six hours, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be a problem, a problem Another, another example we'll see is let's say you eat a potato from the chalent, right? So we'll see that if you eat a potato from the chalent, it's called a tafshel shabasar. If you eat a potato from the chalent, that makes you fleshing. right? That's the, the way we paskin. The Ramah paskin is that very clear. You eat a potato from the chalent, that will make you fleshing. For another example, you eat a crust of pizza. Right, so you eat the crust of pizza, so I'm not eating milchigs itself, but eating something that was baked together with milchigs, that will make you milchigs. As I say, that's the way the Ramah Paskin's not like the Mechaber. The Ramah Paskin is a tafshel shalbasar. Tafshel shalbasar means I'm eating something else that was cooked together. I eat rice that was cooked together with a, with a soup, or I eat a soup, a chicken soup, but I don't eat the pieces of chicken inside. That's called a tafshel shalbasar. In that case, there's no baser over there, right? I didn't eat any meat. So there's no baser ben shenayim. I don't have to be nervous about meat getting stuck between my teeth. But what Rashi's reason, the still would apply. If I eat the potato, then maybe Rashi would still say that it's still moishech tatam. That that potato from the chalent is still meaty enough that it will still give the taste of meat in my mouth and therefore will be an issue. So again, there's a bunch of nafkimunis in Rashi. The other nafkimunis as well. How do we paskin? Ramachimah for both. Ramachimah for both Ramam and Rashi. And therefore, this shala happens often. I get the shala often. A person took something into the mouth. They realized they don't want to be fleshig. They chewed it and then they quickly spit it out. You fleshig or not fleshig? You fleshig. You fleshig. You have to wait six hours. Full, fully fleshig. There's no half fleshig. You're fully fleshig. 100%. Huh? Like Rashi Rashi Shita. Well, if you chewed, no. If you chewed it and spit it out like the Rambam. Like the Rambam. And if you swallowed something and didn't chew it, According to Rashi, according to Rashi, it would be a problem. And we Paskin, Ramachimer, both Rambam and Rashi, that's with the Mechaber Paskins, both Rambam and Rashi. And therefore, if you choose something, the example is you're chewing something for a child, you want to see if it's too hot or something like that, or you're chewing it to break it down for the child, that would be an issue, and you'd be 100% fleshig and Ramach, but even an Amashu, even a tiny drop. We don't say that there's a shear, that there's no Chatsi shear Ramach, but even a tiny drop of meat that you put into your mouth will make you fleshigs as long as you chewed it and swallowed it. The only, the only exception to the rule would be if you put something in your mouth, without chewing it and without swallowing it. Right, so you put something into your mouth and you quickly spit it out right away. But you didn't chew it yet, you didn't chew it. It's the only example which you can eat something fleshig, but it will not actually make you fleshig. And that does happen, not very often. Most of the time you're putting something in the mouth, you're chewing it. But you can put something in your mouth for a second, you'll taste it on your tongue. Even though it's on your tongue, as long as you haven't swallowed it, Rashi would say that it's not mashach tam. And therefore, that's the only example when you'd be able to remain milchigs or remain parev, even after eating something which is fleshig, as long as you didn't chew it, or swallow it, that would be the only example. Moshe brings another example. Moshe talks about vitamins which have meat inside of them, vitamins which have some meat ingredients in it. Moshe is a chedesh, and Moshe says that in that case, you wouldn't have to wait six hours after eating them before, talking about swallowing them, before, before uh, eating milk. Why? Moshe says because neither of the two reasons would apply in that case. Why? Because the reason of Basar Ben there's no meat over there. I'm not chewing it. I'm not chewable vitamins. I'm, swallow, I'm swallowing them. And the reason of Mashach Tam, he says there's no time over there of Basar. It's a vitamin where, again, one of the ingredients is Basar, and maybe it's not bottle, but there's no Basar. Ira Moshe says, let's make a light plug. We always make a light plug. We don't say, make a light plug. Moshe says, swallowing vitamins is not, the, is not wouldn't fall under the category of a light plug of food. And Moshe says, in that example, 
example, I think they have like, like liver vitamins or things like that, vitamins which have like some sort of liver or something like that inside of it, something with fleshix, obviously it needs achshar, but something like that, Ramayisha says, would not, be, would not be enough of a, enough considered to be fleshix that you wouldn't be able to, that you would have to wait six hours after. But that's the Ramayisha, the way we paskin, both like the Rambam and like Rashi, and therefore, whether you chewed something or whether you swallowed something and whether it was actual meat itself or something that was cooked in the same dish as meat, you need to wait the amount of time, which we're about to talk about right now, you need to wait the amount of time, which the Gemara said, ben suda la suda. Now the shell becomes, okay, now I know what meat is. And again, there's many, many other cases to discuss what exactly constitutes and makes something fleshing. Maybe we'll, if we have time, we'll get to it next week. But now the shell is, how much time do I have to wait? So, right, so we know a lot of monogamy. Is an hour, is Dutch. The Dutch minig is an hour, is yaki minig of three hours, is six hours, is five and a half. Does that sheet, the Baron sheet, the Cutler sheet is five and a half. There's a little bit more than five and thir- five hours and 31 minutes. Where exactly do all these sheet come from? In the fifth hour, where exactly all do these sheet come from? And uh, exactly which are, the, which are the ones that are real sheet and which are the ones that have less of maybe a makam, a makam to be semichan. So the first sheet, we'll, we'll go from the lowest sheet and work our way all the way up to the highest sheet, which is obviously going to be six hours. That's the max. And we'll start with the lowest sheet, which is no time at all in between. We're going to go from zero to Zero, I guess zero to six, all the way, and we'll work, work our way all the way up from, from zero to six. So the bottom shita is, and the lower shita, is shita's taisvis. Taisvis says over there, what does it mean, ben suda basuda? How much time do you need ben suda basuda? Taisvis means, all it means is, la basuda arvis. It doesn't mean the amount of time that you, they would have sudas, which means typically they would only eat two meals. Even in Yisrael, it's, it's like this as well. They'd eat two main meals, they'd eat a big breakfast, and then they'll eat, let's say, a big lunch or a big evening suda. That's the way they used to do it. Bimei chazal wasn't breakfast and lunch, but it was breakfast and supper. They would maybe have a snack in between. But Zaktoy says, it's not what it means. Bein suda la suda means the amount of time in between two meals. Rather, ela filu la alter. Even immediately, emsilika shulchan, you first of all have to clean off the table. Uberich, and you have to make perch samazan. Mutter deloy palagrabanan. That case, it's mutter also. Taisa says, in the way the, the, the we shouldn't learn that you would need also kinoa chanadacha, the same way after meat, after, I'm sorry, cheese, you would need to wash out your mouth and wash your hands. That you would need also, but the amount of time is zero amount of time. The only thing you need, according to Taisvis, that it, that's a new suda. Can't be the same suda. And that's what my meant. My meant that I'm not as machmer as my father. My father waited 24 hours, and the only time I waited was being suda la suda. In between sudas, which means he would stop a suda. And then he could immediately begin another suda right after that that would have milchigs inside of it. That's the sheet of Satasis. Now, if you just go through the two reasons of the Rishonim, what the reason is for the Isser, neither of the two reasons make sense. Which means, if it's going to be that the, that the tom's going to be in the mouth, so the tom's still going to be in your mouth by the next suda. And if the problem's going to be that the bus of Benish the bus is going to be there anyways. So how is Tysus learning? Tysus says, you don't need any gap at all. As long as it's a separate suda, and again, the place can say that you're not allowed to bench just for the sake of starting another suda, that's where Ramah brings down this halacha. But w- w- what exactly is the reason of Tysus? So some say, again, it's not, it's not clear exactly what the reason of Tysus is, which means, w- w- what would be the purpose in making this separation that one suda is not okay, meat and milk, but two sudas is okay. So it can't work with Rashi, and it can't work, work with the Rambam. Because Rashi's shita is that's Tam, and the Rambam's shita is that this Basar Ben Hashanayim. It wouldn't work according to either shita. And therefore, the Teres Chaim explains that what Teres' shita is, is that there's no problem at all. We're not worried about Tam. We're not worried about Basar Ben Hashanayim. We're not worried about either of those two things. The only thing we're worried about is creating separation. The same way we find that you have to make a separation. You're eating on the same table. You can't eat on the same table as somebody who's eating milk eggs. And they find a lot of separations that we make between milk eggs and flesh eggs. This is another example of a separation Chazal made between milk eggs and flesh eggs. I would think so, yeah. That makes more sense. Right. There's no complex. It's not going to, just as long as it's a separate suda. Right. The only problem is, is there's only one very, very fundamental problem. If that's true, and this Teres Chaim himself asked the question, so why the opposite ways are not true? Why? 
by milchigs, the way we pass on Allah is you're allowed to have milchigs and fleshigs in the same way as long as you began with milchigs and then go into fleshigs. Again, there's a hakpada from the Zerah, because many people mock by not to, but Pashas is an Allah Yaladim. So, Fractatur Chaim, if you're right, and that's Lachar, the most basic basic thing we would say is we want to make separation between milchigs and fleshigs. Like so many other separations make, we make between milchigs and fleshigs, so then you have to go both ways. Then you have to say between meat and milk. And milk and meat, it should be that same thing you can't have in the same suda. So why when it comes to milk, are we more mocked by that you could eat milchigs first and then fleshigs, but you can't eat fleshigs and then milchigs in the same suda? That's like a shadow. Maybe because they used to have dessert after meat, so in order to be mocked, but you have to bench and get up. That's why. I, mean, I don't know the answer. I'm saying it feels like a mitzvah stick a shadow. Like that, that, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. So you, you have to say something. You have to, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mitzvah, which means... But even if it's a mitzvah, if we're trying to make a gather between the two, then you have to make a strong gather both ways. The gather has to be both ways. It was horrible that nobody had, nobody started off their meal with milk and then went to meat, but you know, nobody started off. No, the opposite. Right, the yeah. opposite, right. right. <laughs> again, I don't know, I don't know if that, again, it's, it's, you have to know if that's a mitzvah, but it, it, you're right that Misfar would make sense to just say separation. Just different meal is totally fine. And that's why we do many people are makbar in the Zarakad. That's why we do by milchigs. Milchigs, fleshigs, totally separate meal. So again, but it's not it's not a word like that. But the Shulchan is another reason that really he just holds it to late plug because normally normally what would happen is nobody would eat sudas back to back. So Chazal said, listen, you have to be at another suda. Most people do not bench and then eat another suda, suda immediately, especially be mechazal, where people eat large meals. They had they brought out a full table. People got shaker by their meals all the time. You look at the Gemara Brachas, people were drunk by, by come out every meal. It was, it was a real, real, real suda. So it's unlikely that somebody would go from one suda to the next. So therefore, Chazal said, listen, made suda to suda. Naturally, what would happen was, huh? Right, right. So there, there, right, there you go, Mamash and Suda, but normally people don't do that, and therefore, since normally people don't do it, normally there is a gap of a few hours, Chazal said, plug. and therefore, even if you did it without the gap, they said, since most cases is a gap, and again, this whole thing is only a chashash, so therefore they said, we're trying to make our chaka, they didn't make their chaka and also give a, 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 a you know, concrete amount of hours, they just said, separate sudas is enough, because normally that would mean a few hours, but even if not, again, it's, it's not so clear exactly what the Taman Taisus is, but that's Taisus Shita, that's the, that's the low, lowest Shita that there is. Now, that's Taisus Shita. The Ramah, the Ramah Paskins is halacha, the Mechaber Paskins like this, Achal Basar, Afilu Shachayva Aif, if you eat meat, even if it's a Chayva Aif, which is six hours, we'll see that sheet in a minute. Even if you waited that amount of time, six hours, you still have to take the meat out. Right? He's being mocked like Rashi, not like the Rambam. And if somebody, somebody chews something for a child, he's being mocked for the Rambam. Right, so again, you see in one, in one line of the Machabra, he's throwing in both the Rambam and Rashi. He's going like both of them. Um... You don't have to wait six hours. So he brings it down as a valid shita. What's the minig? Now we would think to Ramah, we all go like to Ramah. Ramah's Ashkenazi, we would think he's going to say six hours. But he's clearly going to say something different than the Mechaber, because the Mechaber himself just said six hours. Zakta Ramah. Shocking Ramah. Sha'achas. One hour, right? The Dutch minig, the one that's probably the least common minig out of all the Menhagim, not five and a half, not three, the Dutch minig, which is the least common minig, Zakta Ramah, it was the minig, minig ha-pashib and Medinas Elu. Now again, the Ramah lived in the place that all the grandparents came from. He says, minig ha-pashib and Medinas Elu, ba'amten achrachil ezbasar sha'achas, to wait one hour, and immediately afterwards, you can eat 
cheese, you always have to have because it always has to be at least a separate suda. Because again, if the whole makar for this separation comes from the Gemara of Ma'ukva, Ma'ukva said, make suda with suda between another suda, so you always have to have and the place can speak out, the shach speaks out, let's say you didn't wash. So then you just have to have a bracha chreina, but you always have to have a bracha chreina. That's what Ramah says, the minigah pashat is you can eat meat, wait an hour, birch samazin, I'll say kinuach in a second, wait an hour, birch samazin, and then you're allowed to eat cheese. That's what Ramah writes, a fascinating Ramah. That's the minigah pashat, Medina's elu, one hour is 100% enough. We'll see in a second, the Ramah doesn't go like this, mamash lamaisa, but that's what the, that's the way the Ramah writes, and it is very negay lamaisa. We'll see, even though none of us do this, I think anybody over here waits an hour, we'll see that it is very negay for every one of us, Allah lamaisa as well. That's the Ramah Shita. Now, when the Ramah says that, does he also require Kinuach and Adacha? And this is Negea. This will be Negea Lamais. We'll see, in a, we'll see maybe soon. This will be Negea Lamais, which means, again, if you don't wait at all, if you go immediately from meat to chicken, to, to, fit, to cheese, if you go like Taisvis, Taisvis says you need Berch Samazen or Bracha Echoina, and you need Kinuach and Adacha. You need to wash your mouth out and you need to, you need to, you need to clean your hands off. What about if I waited an hour? Like the Ramah Shita, the Minigha Pasha. So, we have to figure out, first of all, where, this, where does this hour come from, right? Before we can figure out what do you need, first of all, where's the makar b'chal for this minig? There's no makar for this minig, right? And the, and the Mepharshim already speak out that this minig, l'chari, doesn't have any real source to it, which means the waiting six hours that the Mechaber says, that's between Suda Shachras and Suda Sarev. That's the amount of time they would have, the gap they would have in between meals. Where does the waiting of an hour come from? Where does this Dutch minig come from? The minig that the Ramah says is the natural, the minig and is elu. Where exactly does it come from? Zaktataz, it comes as a pshara. That really the Ramah wants to go all the way like Taisvis, to say, go straight, straight from meat into milk without any hafsik bachal. But since there are other shitas, there are shitas like we'll see in a minute, that say you need to wait six hours, Zakhtu Ramah will make a pshara. And again, it's not the Ramah's own pshara, it's a, it's, 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 it's a pshara that was, came before him. There's a pshara, there's some sort of compromise, let's wait an hour. Now, if, that, if that's true, that the Ramah is saying a pshara, and the Ramah really holds like Taisvis, that you don't need to wait at all, so l'chera what? So, no, so l'chera it's an hour, but l'chera, do you need kinuach and or not? Do you need to wash out your mouth or not? So again, if you don't wait at all, Avadi, you need to wash out your mouth. If you wait six hours, you don't need to wash out your mouth. What about if I wait one hour? Do I have to wash out my mouth or not? So it's machlek is taz and shach. The taz says, yeah, Avadi, you need, Avadi, you need to wash out your mouth. Why? Because really the Ramah, the Ramah is coming to make some sort of pshara. The Ramah is really holding like Taisvis. Taisvis holds, you need kinuach and you need to wash out your mouth. The Ramah is just saying, don't be so mekel, add on an hour. But the Ramah is not saying that that would take the place of Kinuach and And therefore, Zaktataz, Avada, even if you're going back to Ramah, and this was the minig, you would have to bench, wash your mouth out, and wash your hands off. Assuming that you touch the actual meat, you'd have to wash your mouth out. The Shach argues. The Shach says, no, the Ramah holds that as long as you wait an hour, you don't need anything. Wait an hour of benching, and then you can eat the cheese immediately, you can eat milk eggs immediately without waiting at all. And the Prima Gadam explains that the reason is is because the, the shitas of the Ramah holds that this pshara, this, this in between, this hour would be enough for the washing that of your mouth out that the, you would need to do if you didn't wait any time, this hour would take that place. And that's why the shach holds that according to Ramah, you wouldn't need to wait at all. So Lamaisa, again, the makar for, the, makar for this minute of an hour is no real makar. The whole thing's ma- it's a made up makar. It's made up as a pshara because we don't want to go all the way like Taisis to be maker, like the yesh, yesh makilim to go right away. But we don't want to be as machmer as the six hours. Therefore, there will come up some sort of pshara. Now, it's not a great pshara, right? Because the pshara between six and zero is not one, right? And that's lachero, we'll see in a minute. That maybe that's where the, the three hours comes from because that's a proper pshara in between six and zero. Is three. But as I state in Ramah, we make some sort of pshara, one hour. The, the gra, the Be'ar gra learns that that's not where the makar for the minig of an hour from. He says he learns it from the Zerah Kaddish. The Zerah Kaddish writes, the chol man da'achal hai michla, it's parsha mishpatam, last week's parsha, the Zerah Kaddish writes, chol man da'achal hai michla kechada, 
If a person eats these two meals, these two things together, he's going on last week's partial, he's right, that we had on last week's partial, that if you eat gedi, bechalev imo, if you eat milk and flesh together, if you eat it in one hour or in one suda, that's an issue. Which means the Zerah Kaddish is, you know, some, a new Kaddish. The Zerah Kaddish says that it's not just a problem to eat it in one meal, but also to eat it in one hour. And that's where, again, it's not our Siga, that's where the concept of waiting an hour in between milchiks and fleshik com, comes from. It also comes from the Zerah Kaddish. Even though the Etzim and Halacha, all you need to do is wash out your mouth. Many are makbe to wait an hour, and many are makbe not to eat it in the same meal. Ayishal comes up, you know, a shvuah salat, like I'll be eating it in the same meal. Many are makbe because of the Zerah Kaddish, not to eat in one hour. Zakta gra, the Ramaz minig of an hour, comes from, comes from the Zerah Kaddish. Because Zerah Kaddish says, Shaita Chada. You can't eat milk and flesh in one hour. So really, if you go like Taisus, you don't have to wait at all. But the Ramaz said, this is Zerah Kaddish. Ramaz wants to be makbe for the Zerah Kaddish, and therefore he wants to wait an hour. That's, again, the Shaita Taisus is zero. Shaitas Ramah, he says, the minig, the minig amaspash from the Dinas Elu, is to wait Sha'achas. All you need to wait is an hour. Bench, Amachera, at least according to the Taz, you would need to wash out your mouth as well and wash your hands. And according to the Shach, you wouldn't need anything. An hour alone would be enough. That's the Shitas Ha Rab. That's the Shitas Rama. Now the next Shita, after you go from after you go from zero to one, now the next Shita is obviously going to be three hours. Now three hours comes from Rabbeinu Yerucham. It's a very very spare minic three hours. It's probably the minic that has the least raglayim to stand on, the least feet to stand on. Well, it's probably the one that's much more common than the Rama's minic of an hour. And it's again, it's not part of the Rama. It's not part of the Shulchan Aruch. It's not brought anywhere. We'll see. This maybe an Issa Hatter, but that this is the minig that's probably the most common after the hour, after the six you know range five six range is this minig of an, three hours, which is the minig of many yekis, and it's not clear exactly where the makar is. There is an Issa Hatter, which seems to say that all you need to wait is three hours. He writes, "Vahu Gimel Shais Karashi." He writes, he brings it down. He writes the shell of Gimel Gimel Shais, but many learned that it's, it's a mistake. It was a Toy Safer, and it didn't really say Gimel. It really said Vav which again, especially writing the Rashi letters, Gimel and Vav look pretty similar. Even in regular letters, it looks pretty similar. Many learned that it was Tai Seifer because he's, he's quoting a, Rabbeinu Rucham, Rabbeinu Rucham brought an Isavat there is quoting Shittas Rashi. He seems to be quoting Gimel Shais, but there's no more Makar. There's no Makar in any of the Rishayim. There's no Makar anywhere for this Indian of Gimel Shais. Huh? Use the letter. Yeah. Yeah, and therefore, Lachar, they say it's a Toy Sefer. The whole thing is a, is a mistake. It doesn't say Shalish. It's a mistake. He says Gimel Shalish, and therefore it's a mistake, and it's a Toy Sefer. But others explain that no, it's not a Toy Sefer. What he means to say is a very Pashtazach. What, what, what was the Makar? What will be the Makar for waiting six hours? They have to wait in Suda Lasuda, between meal to meal. Now, let's make the Cheshman. Between Suda Lasuda is going to fluctuate winter and summer, right? We. We, we may eat supper at the same time every single day, right? regardless if it's light or dark outside. In the winter and the summer, we'll eat supper, let's say, 6.30, 7 o'clock. It used to work like that, right? When there was no electricity. So the Zmanaya Chayraf, when, when you were eating meat, in the, when you were eating supper in the winter, was different than when you were eating supper in the, in the, in the summer. The, the times actually fluctuated, and the times of your meals fluctuated based on the Zmanim that you're in. And therefore, the, those, that, the, those that explain that the, the Shita for three hours comes because the shortest amount of time you can ever have between two sudas will be three hours. Which means if you take the if you take the hours in the winter, the hours in between the Sudas Shachras and Sudas Erev, it will be three hours. And therefore, if the shortest amount of time that it could ever be is three hours, so that obviously has to be enough for that Suda. And therefore, it's going to be a light plug for all other Sudas as well. And even in the summer, when you're eating the Suda six hours or seven hours later, nevertheless, it's a light plug. If in the winter it helps you, so you can't tell me that something will help better in the winter than it will help in the summer. There are those that talk learn like that. There are those that learn that this Mat Ichol Basar, that the amount of time it takes for meat to break down is, is quicker in the winter than it is in the summer based on the weather, but that's not the Pashas. Many argue and then say that, that, that there's no Matsis like that. 
But th- this is weird. Some say the, the makar for the minik of the yakis is that they say three hours because they say the amount of time, the minimum amount of time it could be is three hours. And therefore that three hour, that three hours man, the winter's man would apply sai in the winter and sai in the summer as well. Others say, like I mentioned before, that it's very pashtazach, it's a In between six hours and zero hours, it's going to be three hours. Therefore, this is the proper pshara. If the Ramah wants to make a pshara between taisvis, which says that you don't need to wait at all, and between the six hours of the Shulchan Aruch, three hours would be enough. And again, it's only a chaka, it's only a durabanan. It's definitely not the derais of leisavashel, leisavashel, because not one of, it's not one of the three Leisavashals, which we'll talk about another time, it's three Surim, it's not one of the Daraisas, and most is being in your mouth, and therefore it's a Chumrah and a Chumrah, so therefore we want to make a Pshara, so we'll make the Pshara of three hours. Others learn, a drop different, learn from the Prichadash. Prichadash learns that when we say six hours, the six hours that we say are, are not Shais, are not, are not regular Shais, but the Shais Maniyas. Prichadash seems to say four hours, that's a sheet which I don't think anybody has, but the Prichadash seems to say four hours would be, and he bases it on Shais Maniyas. Now, the big Shiloh comes when, again, I don't know if anyone here is Yaki. No one's here, no one here is Yaki, right? I don't think anyone is Yaki, but the big Shiloh becomes amongst the Yaki Paiskim. Was this a real Shita or not a real Shita? And then after, what should be less than what? 10 regular hours. Right, so if you make, if you make the Cheshman that the six, the six, the Pre-Chadash's Cheshman is that six Shoyzmanias in the winter will come out to be four hours, of four regular hours. Oh, the six yeah, the six Shoyzmanias brought down to Shoyzmanias the six regular hours of 60 not minute hours. The minimum amount of time. Right, right, will be brought down, exactly. The, the amount of time in Suda is six hours. If you cut that into Shaismanias, it will turn into, it will turn into, uh, turn into what's it called, turn into four hours. But that's the sheetas of, that's the sheetas of the Pre-Chadash. Now, Lamaisa, the big, the big shaila amongst the, the, the Yeki Paiskim is whether this is a real minute or not. Now, Yekis are very, very, generally very, very, they stick to the Manhagam as strong as they can. And you'll see, it's very, very interesting. A lot of Yekis will continue to wear the talus. Right, like Yitzhi Lingo was just telling me, I'm a Shabbat. He said, I'm, I'm a yaki, but not the good type of yaki, right? I'm a yaki, wears it, I think he wears a talus. His kids don't wear a talus. He doesn't even wear a talus. But he doesn't wear a talus. But he said, I don't, I don't, wait, I don't wait three hours. Now, where does it come from? This is, a, this is the minig, the minig of three hours that the yaki's had. Where does it come from that a lot of yakis stopped keeping three hours and started keeping six hours? So it's really a Shiloh exactly if this minig is a real minig or not. If you learned that the whole makar for this minig was a Tayyus Sefer and the Isav and, and, and it was really supposed to be six hours in the first place, and then only the minig started as a mistake, so then it makes a lot of sense to say, listen, it was a mistake, and this minig was a nice minig, but you have to break the minig, and you have to go back to the proper way you're supposed to be doing it, which is six hours, which you'll see in, the, in a second. That's the way the Rabbah Paskins, a person should do, and a person shouldn't be making. But if you learn that this was a real minig, and I had a real and I had a real basis for it, and maybe it's an extension of the Ramaz Pshara, or it comes from this Isavat for three hours, or it comes from the Shoyzmanis, it comes from somewhere. So then there's much more of a makam to say, listen, this is our minig, this is the way we go with it. The same with the Dutch to an hour, then the Yakis could do three hours. Abshach writes in a letter very stark that a person, you know, he writes about a person has the ability to uh, to keep on to keep holding on to three hours. Rubsham Zalman wrote like that, Rakhav Kamnetsky wrote like that. They all told them, they told the Yakis, you can go with it hundred percent. It's not a problem with Chal. Rabbi Yashav held not like that. Yashav held very stark that all Yaki should be machmer for six hours. And he held the whole minig was a minig tois. And therefore, this should all be machmer in it. I saw a letter that there's a Yidr by Bachrach, who's, it's a very Yakish name. One of the big Yaki, Yaki families. I don't know which are Bachrach. Wrote a letter to Rabbi Forsheimer. It's also a Yaki. Rabbi Forsheimer is also a big German, German name. The name Forsheimer is a real German name. Who to Forsheimer from? Right. Rabbi Rosenstein. That's, he's a, he's a, a grandson, a great right. nephew. He's a Yaki. That's a real Forsheimer. is a real Yakisha family. So he wrote a letter to Reforsham and asked Reforsham what to do. So Reforsham, this Yid who was writing about Bachrach said, I'm from a German family and I want to know, I normally wait, my minig is to wait three hours. Should I start being Machbed on six hours because people say that the minig is a minig shtos or should I stay with my minig of three hours? So Reforsham wrote him back. He said, I heard from Rabbi Schwab and he said Rabbi Schwab told his father, Reforsham's father and Rabbi Schwab is again, 
is the headquarters. You can't get more yucky than Rabbi Schwab. Rabbi Schwab said that they should wait six hours. Uh, again, I saw us brought in a letter from this letter from Rav Forsham to Rav Bachrach. They should wait six hours. And he said that Rav, Sh- that Rav Schwab said that the makam to wait three hours is in Rabbein Yeruchim. But Lamai said there's a stira in Rabbein Yeruchim. It's not so clear that he actually holds that. And Pashas to tell you so far. And therefore he says, Rav Forsham wrote this yid, that you should be makam like Rabbi Schwab, which means to go up to six hours. He says you can go to five and a half, which we'll see in a minute from Aaron. But he said at least you should go to five and a half and six. And again, I imagine this is a very, I don't, I don't, I haven't schmoozed this out with the Yaki Rabbana, but I imagine this is a very, very heated topic amongst the Yakis, because if you're breaking a minig, that's a real minig in the Yakis, that's, that's like Yaharg Vayavar. But again, if it's a minig that doesn't have a makar, and there's a minig that you have to go like to Ramah, you'll see in a second, it's not a Pashtazach to break the minig of six hours. So it's also not a Pashta thing. So again, it's, I imagine it's a very hot button topic by the Yakis, exactly, to keep very strong to the Mickey, minig, minig Yakis of three hours, or to go to the. Uh, Huh? <laughs> yeah. Or to go to the, uh, or, or to keep with the Allah, or to keep with this, uh, with the minig of the Ramah, which is six hours. But that's again, zero, one, three, four from the Prichadash, and that's zero, one, three, four. Now, where do we get to six? And once we get to six, we'll. Three hours, six hours? Yeah, that, that, that's what we're forcing, but what told his father. Again, I, I, I don't, again, I'm just. This is, what I, this is what I found. I don't know. But you have to ask the Yakis if they have a different shmua from Rabbi Schwab. This is what I saw before Shemur wrote to the Seder of Bachrach. They were tough hey, about 10 years ago. But the last that he wrote that this is, this is what he should do when he heard from Rabbi Schwab. Again, you could ask the local Yaki. I'm sure that they'll, uh, if they keep their eyes, I'm sure they'll argue very vehemently against this and tell you that it's wrong. But, uh, but that's, that's at least where the Makar, the potential Makar for the Makar of Yakis is. And that's 0134. Now, where do we get the Minig of 6? So the Minig of 6 is very Pasha. Bain Sudal Suda. Oh, so Machaber says, where's the Makar come from? From the Gemara. The Gemara said, Ben Sudal Asuda. What's Ben Sudal Asuda? Six hours. You make the Cheshman, make the Cheshman, go to the Gemara Brachas, make the Cheshman, how much time there would be between Suda Shachas and Suda's Arvis. It would be six hours, and those are six full hours. And that's the way the Rajbal, the Rambam, many, 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 many Rishon and Paskin, you need to wait six hours. And that's the way the Machaber Paskin. Now, the Ramah we just saw said that the Minig, that was Mispasha, was an hour. However, the Ramah ends off. And he says, V'yesh medaktikim. Now, V'yesh medaktikim sounds like, there are those machmirim, there are briskers. V'yesh medaktikim, lahamted sheishais. There are people that are makbed to wait six hours. Ach rechil is basar lagvina. And then he ends off, V'chein nachamasas. And it's the proper thing to do. So, V'chein nachamasas is pretty strong. When the Ramah writes, V'chein nachamasas, that means that that's what you should do. It's just interesting, because again, he's going to get, he's saying that the minig that was in his times, Mother didn't live that long ago. The minute his time was an hour, but he says v'chein nachamasos, and the achronim point out that it's not just v'chein nachamasos. They bring down a lashon from the marshal. The shach brings it down that any v'chein roy lasos the kol mishiyesh bereach Torah. Anybody who has a reach of Torah, you know, you can learn that two ways. You can learn that okay, reach of Torah is a high level that only somebody who smells like Torah, or he means that anybody who schmecks even a little bit of Torah, anybody who even doesn't smells a little bit of Torah has to be machbed in six hours. The Orcha Shulchan writes like that as well. And he writes that on this minute of six hours, the Pasuk said, the, the, the Chazal say, pirates gather, that if a person's pirates gather, then a nacha should bite him. That's what they say, that you should not be pirates gather, bechlal. They all have very, very strong Lashon. But God then writes, ain't lifted together. The Orcha Shulchan writes, v'chena minik pasha b'chol tfutzis Yisrael. Again, the Orcha Shulchan's before the Machama. B'chol tfutzis Yisrael lahamtan cheishois, b'chalilu l'shanois. Or Chazal writes, "Chalilu l'shanos b'zenam are pirates together." So even though again, it's it's a fascinating thing. Zeri Yavar Ramah, the Ramah says an hour. Nevertheless, Avada we're makbit wait six hours, and that's the ain l'shanos person should not be pirates together. You get the curse of pirates together. Nachesh Yashchenu that a, a, a snake will bite you, and therefore Avada that's the minig of Kamat Roiv of Klal Yisrael is we go with six hours unless the person's a yeki or Dutch or something like that. You go with six hours. Now let's just. 
Let's just talk very quickly about the five, five and a half, all those, all those other gedarim. Where exactly do, do, this other, do these other things come from? So first of all, the five hours, which I think people do maybe beginning into the sixth hour, the five hour comes from, there's a Me'iri. The Me'iri writes clear, Sheishai's Oichamesh. Because he writes, Kashir Shemein Sudal Suda. Now again, they weren't Magdaktik. You have to realize that. Bimei Chazal, they didn't have clocks. They weren't eating on a clock. They ate based on the sun, based on the time. So it was Be'erich six hours, but it was somewhere between five, six hours. That's Lashem Iri, and that's where I think the minute comes from, from five and a little bit, as long as you're into the six hour, because it's already five, or you know, you're already moving your way into the five, and therefore you could be Mekal. The other shita is once you pass a little bit after five, the shita, which is probably more common, is five and a half. And that's the shita from Rabbi Aaron. Rabbi Aaron held this halacha in BMG. The way they set up the Sudas in BMG, breakfast was milchig, breakfast, uh, lunch was fleshig, and supper was very often milchigs, and the amount of time would be in between would only be five and a half hours. And Rabbi Aaron held that lechatchila, a person could be Mekal, because he says the whole thing is again a minig. And the whole thing is a chumrah on top of a chumrah of regular basa v'chal of derabanan. And therefore, in the first gather, but about five and a half, once you pass, you know, the half point, halfway point to five, a little bit, you know, moving already in past the halfway point, he said that's already considered to be six hours, and that would be fine. And Rabbi Vadi writes like this also in a chuba in Ibiya Eimer. Ibiya Eimer, yeah, about five and a half. Yeah, B'nai Yeshiva, they do five and a half, and that's, I think, in Philly also that... I think in Philly also, they have sometimes that they weigh five and a half based on the Pesach from Abaran and we'll be in, all Lakewood Yeshivas will do five and a half when necessary, huh? Based on the fact that it was five and a half hours between lunch and supper? No, he said you're allowed to do, no, he said you're allowed to do that because he said that once you pass 531, once you pass 530, ready 531, it's close enough to six and he can do it. Now, I should just, maybe I didn't speak this out, I, should, I, didn't, I, I shouldn't say maybe, I didn't speak this out, the, the Rambam, when the Rambam writes six hours, the Rambam writes, Kimoy Sheishais. He doesn't write six hours, he writes Kimoy Sheishois. The Machaber writes Sheishois. The Rambam writes Kimoy Sheishois, like six hours. So right away, that gives you a lot of wiggle room because what's Kimoy Sheishois? Kimoy, like six hours? I mean, six hours is six hours. No, not Sheishois. It has to be real Sheishois, that's for sure. We don't know Sheishois, might as well as real six hours. Right, so therefore we keep the six, not one. And then Myron goes and makes it 5.30. But so, which means- Once you're being minus the 5.30. No, that, uh, he's saying that that fits within the six hours. That's commotion, that's within the six hours, not being purged together. He's saying that's within, that's six hours. Once you pass 5.30, that's already considered to be close to six hours. They bring them from Ramosha. I saw two Lashanis from Ramosha. Ramosha, one Lashan from Ramosha says, 15 minutes before the six hour, you could already be Makal. I saw another Lashan from Ramosha. Again, these are not in Chuvis, these are from Talmidim. Another one I saw, Bert Felder wrote that 10 minutes, 15 minutes is too long, 10 minutes is enough. But somewhere closer to six hours, a Moshe already held it could be Mako, which means it's not six hours on the dot. Others hold no, it has to be an hour, six hours from, from minute to minute. You have to count, you have to look at the clock when you finish. That's what a lot of people do in the house. What time do we finish eating flesh eggs? And you count six hours to six hours. I know my Rebbe Rebbe Berkowitz said that six hours, he said, Avada, if a person knows that six hours hasn't passed, Avada can't be Mako to eat milk eggs. But he says there's no chiv to look at the clock to figure out exactly the moment to moment. He said it's, it's Barak six hours. He says, you know, if a person knows it's Be'erich six hours, that's close enough. Now, again, you have to be careful because if you know that it's Vadena six hours, it's not going to help you. But he said there's no chiv to, to, to sit and to look at the clock exactly what minute did we finish? Was it 9.43, 9.45? Exactly what minute he finished. He said that, you know, I'm to do. But Avada should be Be'erich six hours, huh? Yeah, it would have to be, yeah, it would have to be somewhere within that range of, because if it's... Five to six or 5.30? We wouldn't know because, again, you're not looking at the clock at the exact minute, but it would have to be somewhere. Have, I imagine in order to make that 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 ambiguity would have to have be somewhere at 5.30 and pass because otherwise the chances of you getting mixed up of an, at an hour long span of the meal is unlikely. Right. Yeah. So he said that, that that would be enough as long as it's better. And again, it's based on this it's based on this based on this that would be uh, that would be six hours. What if you don't know if you if it's six hours or not? Let's say I'm I don't know if it's six hours. So on the one hand they could say Suffolk Darbana Lakula. 
Right, the whole thing is only it's a derabanan. So lachar is suffik derabanan of the kula. The only problem is it's not a suffik derabanan. Suffik derabanan is when you have a suffik. It's not a suffik. It's a chesarni idea. It's a lack of knowledge. It's not called a suffik. I just don't know. I don't look at the clock. So there are those. That, it's, it's a big machlek. Some say you have to wait six hours, and because I say you have, you have to wait till it's vade six hours, which means you have to wait another hour. Let's say vade six hours. And some say no. Listen, it's a suffik, and it's only a derabanan, and it's only a chumra. And again, it's a chumra on top of chumra, and six hours is a chumra. So mela as long as as long as I'm a suffik ready. That's enough. The other swear they say is that maybe why you should be able to make something called Davashiyesha Matirin, which is a sugya for another time, exactly Davashiyesha Matirin. Maybe it's not Davashiyesha Matirin. That, that itself is a shallow. One, one case where the shallow comes up very often is where a person is, makes a bracha on something milchigs after he ate something fleshigs without realizing he didn't wait six hours. Right? So you had something milchigs, you took a piece of pizza, and then you're, you made a bracha on it. And then as you're about to take the food into your mouth, you realize that, wait a second, it's not six hours. So because we have the Shittas Ramah, that Ramah says that an hour you can be mekel on, so the Pais can say that in order not to be over in a brachal of atala, which is much more chamer than going with this Ramah, but in the Fritz Gether, as long as you waited a minimum of an hour, you could already eat a tiny drop of the pizza and then you have to stop. Tiny drop and then you have to stop. Why? Because it's better not to have a brachal of atala than being makbed on this minig of, of six hours, but at least an hour. That's the minimum of some. Some Pais can say three hours, but at least an hour, that one already can be mekel after one eats, a, one eats an hour. Now it is, uh, the, the amount of time of six hours or five or five and a half, Pashtas goes from the time that you finish eating meat until the time that you, f- you begin eating cheese. There are those that learn, the Arch learns that it has to do with when the Suda ends, which is a Chiddush, but this is where the Arch HaShulchan Paschal Zamaisa, the Minig is not like this. The Arch HaShulchan learns that if you're, if you're Suda, Shabbos day, one till four o'clock, and you stopped eating fleshigs at two o'clock, you have to count the six hours from four o'clock, not two o'clock. Bein suda lasuda. Suda lasuda means bein suda And not only that, if I start eating a milchig suda and I start off with part of appetizers, it's also an, also would be an issue because bein suda lasuda. Bein suda lasuda. Except when I start, it goes from when I end my fleshig to when I start my milchig, irregardless of when I'm eating milchig and fleshig. Guess what? That's not the minig. The minig is that we count from the time that we eat meat until the time that we eat. Let me just, if I can just have one more minute, I'll just end with it, with the with halacha of chayla. This is where the concept comes, the Orch Shulchan brings down, and others bring down as well, if somebody's sick, and again, you have to ask a Rav exactly what sick means, but if somebody's sick, if somebody, especially if somebody's calcium deficient, or something like this, and somebody has a necessity to be able to eat, drink milk, or eat something milchigs, and they find themselves within this range of, you know, an hour, three hours, something like that, there's a lot, 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 a lot of room to be makel. Since again, we have the shitas of the shitas taisus that's brought down, and we have the Ramah, the Ramah says the minigam is and then the Ramah writes that medaktikim or lahamtin sheishois, to wait six hours, there is room to be makel on somebody who's a chayla, and we're not talking about a chayla sheish basakana, we're not even talking about a chayla sheim basakana, we're talking about somewhere in that range of even maybe even less than that, but it has to be a real necessity to drink the milk, which means it has to be that for some reason the doctor said that the person's calcium deficient, the person needs to be drinking milk, the person's you know cancer patient, someone, someone again, that's a chayla sheish basakana, but somebody who has some real reason to be eating it, the vice come again discussing. You have to discuss the exact scenario: a woman who's nursing, a woman who's pregnant. Though these are cases where there is room to be makel. There are different menhagim about this. Woman who's woman who's pregnant who's having cravings three hours after. So again, once you for sure past the hour mark, there's a lot lot more room to be makel. Again, a lot of this is totally in minig, a lot of this is totally in how desperate is it and what, what exactly you want to eat, but that's exactly the shallow. Now, let's just, we'll end off with the shallow of children because that's really the way it began, is what, what, at what age exactly does one have to be makbed on children? So most boys can understand. Rabbi Yaakov understands, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky understands, is the Bar Moshe, the Debertina Rav, Rabbi Shalom Zalman Urbach, uh, Rabbi Berkowitz, Paschal, like this as well. Under the age of three, you don't have to be makbed on child. Under the age of three, no akbad of you can go directly from eating fleshigs to eating milk. Because Chaim Kanievsky was makbed even on little babies. He said you have to be makbed right away. Immediately, automatically, you have to wait six hours. Unless they're, he says, unless they're very weak or something like that. 
But the minute I think of most is that under three, you don't have to wait at all. However, you should be makbed, and this happens very often with little toddlers, a two-year-old, they shouldn't be eating it at the same time, and you should try to clean their mouth out and have them eat something in between in order that it shouldn't be mamish, that this basar benashinayim, that they have the meat mamish there and they're eating milk, it's taking a milk bottle, that they shouldn't do. You should at least try to wash their hands off, wash their mouth out, change the change the high chair tray, something like that to make sure, again, the high chair tray, maybe shallow basar on the high chair tray if it's hot, but assuming that, assuming that in the eating, you should try to make some sort of gap. Once you pass the age of three, there's no real clear number. That's, that's the, real, the real answer, is that there's no real clear number. There is a shiloh of that you're not allowed to feed an iser to your child, which means aside from, aside from, the, from regular iser, it's called masafi uh, lebiadayim, you're not allowed to feed an iser, an iser but the, the Magan of Ram holds that an iser darabana, you are allowed to feed your child, and therefore technically to feed your child, which should only be an iser which means this gap of six hours would not be an issue. However, the Pais can say that at a certain age, once a child has reached the age of chinuch, you have to start being makbed. Some Pais can say when the kid reaches six, seven, then add on an hour every year, which means from six, six years old, start at an hour, and seven, two hours, eight, three hours. It's a nice way to do it, to try to slowly work your way up. Others say from the age of eight, nine, you already have to wait six hours. And I think that's probably what most people do is ready from the age of eight, nine, you try to wait six hours, uh, Ramosha writes, Ramosha writes in, 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 in Maseris Ramosha that if a child goes ahead and takes milk from the fridge and you say, hey, what, you know, when was the last time he said, and he said, no, you know, he claims that he waited six hours, trust him and leave him alone. You either don't have to be makbed on your child like that, but Ramosha says in Maseris Ramosha, they asked Ramosha if in a school that had to be makbed on serving milk because of government requirements, they wanted to serve milk if they're allowed to wait only three hours because it's children, little kids. Ramosha said, Avada not. Even though Rabbi David Feinstein said that he was mayor, that in his house, they, his, mother was, his mother got the psaq from his father, that they're ready allowed to serve milk after three hours to the children. But he said that's an individual basis in your home. He said, Avada in yeshiva, you can't teach the kids that, and it's not a proper anhaga. He said, Avada, you can't do that. And he said, somehow every other yeshiva figures out the way around the requirements, do the same thing that every other yeshiva does. There's no need to feed them milk. But he said, but if a child goes to eat something, then you shouldn't be mocked. But I know again, it, 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 there's no clear number. That, that's the real Paiskim. The Paiskim say, that, this is what I heard from Berkowitz, is that you have to start slowly adding, which means from when the kid turns six or seven, the kid starts to understand already a little bit the concept of waiting in between milk exemplation, you slowly start to get them an hour, two hours. That's what I do with my kids. Like, you know, the younger ones, okay, you wait an hour, you wait in between the babies, okay, so you just eat something in between. And slowly, as they get older, you slowly start weaning them off. Again, I want to make such a big akbada, even if you're in six full hours, and they do five, I want to make such a big I think that it's also a strong makam to be machalak between eating chocolate and eating supper. I think there's a strong welcome to Michalik, which means a kid who needs to eat supper and doesn't like the supper that his mother made. And it's three hours past the, past the time that he ate fleshigs. And he had fleshigs in yeshiva. And now it's three hours past. And he's an eight-year-old kid. And he's, not, he's gonna go to sleep hungry unless he can eat milchigs. Does that, I think that would be a makam to be, makam to be makal on a child at that age, you know, eight, nine or something like that. A child, you can say, listen, you already waited three hours, wash your mouth out, eat something, and then you can go ahead and eat something because it's supper. But as opposed to if the kid wants to eat a chocolate bar and he's waited three hours, I think he can, you know, most children will be able to understand the concept at the age of eight, nine, ten to say, listen, you know, we can wait. You can wait six hours and you'll be able to wait. And again, you have to figure out exactly where it is. There's no clear number. The price can give somewhat of a range, but, uh, you know, definitely from the, from the age a child starts to become six, seven, eight, I saw some place can say that, that, that it has to be chinuch is never is never a hard number. Right? Magil chinuch is always going to be based on that mitzvah. For example, let's say with tefillin, it's not going to be we don't do chinuch by six years old. With tzitzis, we do it by three years old. Every mitzvah is going to be based on exactly where the child is able to understand that mitzvah. For example, the Gemara and Sukkah says, when do you give a child a lulav and esther? When he knows how to shake it. He knows the, he knows the directions how to shake it. That's when he's mechayv and chinuch. So some place can say only once a child is able to understand, to grasp the concept of six hours, that's when, he ha- that's when he has to start being makbed, but before that he's not even called Megillah Chinuch, and there's no problem at all. I think that Rabbi first said, Rabbi first from Chicago, said it has to be that the child understands what it means to drive from Chicago to Detroit. 
that once a kid can understand like how long that drive would take, that he is able to grasp the concept of time, that's when he's Megillah Chenech, and that's when he has to start Again, there's no hard age, but it definitely, once a child starts getting older, you have to slowly start weaning him off the concept and moving him from making a gap in between Milchigs and Fleishigs, and that's uh, Fleishigs and Milchigs, and that's we'll stop here, and maybe if we have time next week, we'll, uh, maybe, maybe we'll continue this again next week with this other shell of French fries, very, very Gishmak based on how you learn a Shach, and a bunch of different sheets of settle on the Shach, very, very relevant, Shiloh, because it's French fries and it's Kogel and it's a lot of different things. And uh, maybe we'll get to it next week.